welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Welcome back, everybody. Um, First, I just want to say, sorry, this episode is a day late. Um, I've been getting ready to travel and working and all the usual life stuff that, you know, that keeps us busy and I just didn't get to uh, to it early enough. Um, One of these days I'm going to get organized enough where I have a bunch of episodes like in the can ready to go, but I am definitely not there yet. So thank you for being here. Um, I'm calling this week's episode the book episode because I want to recommend some books, but I want to talk about how... Uh, when we're in recovery, how we should go about obtaining information and the healthy way to use that information. So those of us with, you know, the addictive personalities and we've struggled with food addiction and other, you know, perhaps other addictions, um, we tend to get obsessive um, and we can get obsessive about, you know, just about everything, um, including recovery. You know, we also tend to operate in extremes, but I do believe there's like a healthy middle ground that we can find. And when I say operating in extremes, I mean, you know, we tend to be, to either be like completely disordered and in our sickness, or we become obsessive in the other direction about getting well. And I'm sure there's arguments to be made about how that focus of getting well and being obsessed and addicted to that is better than the other end. And I can agree there on you know, multiple levels, but I think that we need to pursue our recovery responsibly. So I'm going to recommend some books and I'm just going to like briefly, you know, describe each one. They're all books that um, I have read on my journey that have um, educated me, enlightened me, um, informed me, um, and helped me um, make paradigm shifts. Um, So I figured if they were helpful to me, maybe they would be helpful to some of you. So um, it's important, though, that when we are pursuing information and knowledge to that, you know, because we want to improve our life, when we are in recovery, we have to read everything in context with our ed. And what I mean by that is that because of our, you know, addictive personalities and our and, and especially like in our um, eating disorders and our disordered behavior, we tend to always like, you know, I know I'll speak for myself. I was always looking for like the next thing, the next best thing, the magic pill, the quick fix. And, um, you know, so I learned a lot over the years reading books, but I, what I also learned was that when I step outside of recovery mode, that a lot of the, you know, information that I took in led me to being further disordered because I didn't read it in the context of my ed and I didn't consider the impact, the implication that, you know, making certain changes um, would have on me. So um, it's important that when we you know, even though we're pursuing information and knowledge to improve our life, that we we read everything in context with our ed. So, um, like, for example, when we read books or listen to podcasts or watch YouTube, we have to remember that 
you know, we don't, one, we don't have to act on every recommendation we hear. And when we hear recommendations or ideas that we think sound good, we have to measure them against our ed and how it may or may not affect us in a positive or negative way. So for example, if you're reading a book about nutrition or there's a section on nutrition and in that section, it talks about the benefits of, let's say, one of your drug foods. It it mentions one of your drug foods and it's talking about the benefits. Um, immediately, our ed brain would be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should eat those. Maybe I can eat that. Because listen, our ed desperately, remember, our ed desperately wants to be a moderator. We, our ed seeks out information and permission to engage with our drug foods um but we have to like we got to you know stay in recovery mode and so if there's if in this book there's a section that's talking about the benefits of one of our drug foods and we're someone who regularly regularly binged on that drug food it doesn't matter what the book says about the benefits we have to remember our recovery boundaries that food is not for me. It doesn't matter that this book, this expert, this skinny person, this fit person, this really smart person, this doctor, this nutritionist, fill in the blank. doesn't matter that this person is extolling the benefits of this food. If I have a personal history with that food that ha- and it, I have binged on it, that it's um, done harm to me physically and mentally, that food is not for me. Um, or so let's say also there's a, a fitness person and you, you're, you follow this person or you're reading this person's material because you want to, you know, fitness tips, exercise tips. And, and that person also steps outside of the, the realm of, of, uh, just fitness and starts talking about nutrition. This is, this happens to so many, um, I've had many, many clients over the years like hire a personal trainer and they lose their food sobriety because that trainer tells them there's certain foods that they have to eat and scares them into thinking they're going to like lose muscle or hurt themselves because they don't eat these particular foods. Um, so everything you, you know, all the information that you take in, recommendations, advice, information, um, always weigh it against your ed. So that's what I mean. Just consider the information you're taking in, weigh it against your recovery boundaries. So, okay. Um, the books I'm talking about today, they're all books that I've read over the years. I've gleaned good information from. They, Like I said, they've helped me make paradigm shifts. They've taught me something new. They've um, reminded me of something I've heard or learned in the past. Um, and they, you know, they. what I do want to say is I've never read a book <laughs> that 100% I agree with everything in it. And, and when I say I agree or not, I'm basing my agreement on what my personal experience is with whatever it is I'm disagreeing with. Um, because my recovery has to take be number one. And so everything has to be weighed against my recovery boundaries. Um, but so I've not had ever read a book that like everything in it, I completely agreed with completely loved. Um, I, some of these books that I'm going to share about, um, could they, I failed to weigh information against my, uh, recovery boundaries. For example, there's a couple fasting books that I'm going to recommend 
And one of them um, is what launched me into doing longer extended fasting. And I did that for a good period of time. Um, and I believed it, you know, that not fasting um, responsibly and uh, just contributed to, it, it just wasn't, it didn't work out well for me. So um, that was, you know, more early on in, in my recovery. And so I've, I'm going to share this, these books with you, but the little, um, disclaimer is that just know there's going to be things in this book that may or may not apply to you, um, that may or may not trigger your, um, ed to want to make changes. And so just look at these resources as information and remember that we don't have to act on information immediately. And if we are going to consider something, we should take a deeper dive into it, talk to other people, and really, um, first and foremost, though, consider how you think it'll affect your recovery. So some of the first books that I read early on in my journey um, were The Art and Science of Low-Carbohydrate Living, and it's by Jeff Volick and Stephen Finney, who are considered um, pioneers in the science of low-carb and ketogenic diets. This is basically, it's a, um, I mean, it's a how, it's a how to, you know, to, um, you know, make changes and how you can sustain a carbohydrate restricted diet and how, you know, it, how we can benefit from it. And then the, um, companion to that, the, is the art and science of low carbohydrate performance. And it talks about how, uh, you don't need tons of carbs to be an athlete. Um, so those are two two of the you know first books that I read and really enjoyed and learned a lot about low-carb diets and the benefits of them. Um, another book that I read early on was called Never Binge Again. And this one is by Glenn Livingston. And for the forever it's been free for Kindle on Amazon. I don't know that it still is. Even if it's not free, it's worth getting. Um, this one, you know, Glenn Livingston is a psychologist and he uh, lost a bunch of weight and gained, con you know, gained control over his diet and his life, you know, through, um, uh, I guess, uh, confronting his voice of sabotage. So in this book, he, it's all, this particular book is all about the dialogue that we have with the voice of sabotage, although he doesn't call it that. He calls this voice the pig because for him, um, that, that was what worked for him and what he named it. A lot of people, when I've recommended this book in the past, got upset. They really didn't like it. They were offended by the use of the descriptor, the pig. Um, but I just want you to think of it as it's the voice of Ed. It's the voice of sabotage. And so, it's a great book about the conversations um, that he had with his voice of sabotage and how he um, overcame that voice to where it was no longer controlling him. So it's a great book. Um, another good one is Food Addiction, The Body Knows, and it's by Kay Shepard. It's an older book, and she does a fantastic job of describing food addiction and what it looks like and what it feels like. Um, but when, but then she has a section like this, like the, the last parts of the book are about food and it, it really misses the mark 
Um, so my recommendation is read the first, the good, you know, first half or so of the book because she's great at describing addiction. Um, but the food part, not so great in my opinion. Um, another one that I really learned a lot from and I've read multiple times is the book Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It. And it's by Gary Taubes. And he it's the whole book is about, um, you know, the, the mechanisms and the, the foods and the things that, that cause us to gain weight. And it does address the food, you know, the addiction part and how um, people... Uh, you know, get addicted to these foods and how we eat them in excess and how they make us fat. So Gary Taubes is a great author. He has some other ones um, that I, I didn't really include them on the list, but I'll mention them quickly. He has the case against the, the case for keto, the case against sugar. Um, most of his books are just awesome. A couple of them are super sciencey. And if you're not a science nerd, uh, might not be enjoyable reads, but um, the ones I mentioned are all really good reads. Another one of my favorites um, is The Carnivore Cure by my friend Judy Cho. I know she is currently working on a revised edition, but everything you need to know about meat and its benefits and all the ways that it can um, help you heal from multiple different things um, is in this book. She has great graphics um, and illustrations and charts and um, she's really really good at imparting information and there's no way you can read this book and not get smarter it's an amazing book um, another one I've enjoyed um, is the Dorito effect and essentially it's it's all about how food companies um, create foods and the like the way they come up with flavors and why they um you know why they come up with the combinations that they do and here's the short version they make them addicting so that you will continue to eat them and along the same lines as that book is an, a book called hooked by michael moss um and it's also about how the food companies exploit our addictions it will, it's a book that will probably make you really mad, um, but it's definitely worth the read. Um, Dietitian's Dilemma is by my friend Michelle Hearn. Um, this book, she, um, my story is included in this book and also the stories of a couple of my friends. And I love this because Michelle is a registered dietitian and she is basically in the minority. She's going against the grain of uh, what her, you know, profession and and the organizations um, affiliated with her profession. She's going against basically everything they say. And um, it's a very, very eye-opening book. There are parts of it that will make you mad. And then mostly it'll inspire you and it'll educate you to make better decisions. Um, also, I, it's a book that when um, other, like if you have friends that are nutritionists or um, dietitians, it's a book to recommend to them. Um, and if they read it, maybe their eyes will be opened. Uh, fasting books, Life in the Fasting Lane and The Complete Guide to Fasting <clears throat> um, are both excellent. There's lots of information about fasting. I am a fan of fasting. Um, however, the stories in these books can really like get you going and, and motivated and inspired. 
And if you don't check yourself with fasting in regards to your ed, it's very easy to fall into the trap that I fell into um, when I first read these books. And that was where I started doing extended fasting and would fast for like an entire week, um, which at my age at the time and everything going, it was not, it was not the best choice for me, but the books were so inspiring and I was, you know, focused on the benefits without thinking about what the, um, negative drawbacks could be. Uh, but anyway, if you want to learn more about fasting, both of those are excellent. And last one, um, is why we get sick by Benjamin Bickman. And it's all about what's at the root of chronic disease. And the reason why I think this one is important is that many of us that are, um, that suffer with, from binge eating, compulsive eating, um, overeating, bulimia, all of this, like we tend to be metabolically unhealthy. And so this book explains, it's basically, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's mostly all about insulin, but it explains why we get sick and what is, you know, how it's happening. Um, so it's very informative and it's another great one. Like if you have people in your life who don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, um, it, it's another good one to recommend. So, um, this episode's running a little longer than my normal episode, but I hope that, um, if the, if I've mentioned any books that you haven't read, that you will check them out. Just remember that when we take in information, we always have to weigh the information that we're reading and and weigh it against our ed boundaries, our, our boundaries for food sobriety. And we have to, um, you know, examine, is this going to actually, you know, is this going to benefit me or is this going to backfire on me? And be intellectually honest with yourself. Like that's really part of our recovery is being honest with ourselves. Like we can't, try to convince ourselves, you know, don't let that voice of sabotage creep in and say, oh, I know you had a problem with this before, but this person said that, you know, this is awesome. And so we should do this, right? Like always be aware of your voice of sabotage and weigh any information that you take in against your recovery boundaries. So thanks for being here. Um, I have a episode coming up soon. I don't know if it'll be the next episode or the episode after it's going to be about, uh, staying food sober when you're uh, traveling. And I'm going to have a special guest on for that. So stay tuned for that. And um, I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at KetoMary71, as well as my website, KetoCoachMary.com.